to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. I'm Adam Torres, and you can follow me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres to keep up with all of my book releases, the book tours, all the good things we have going on. Love to connect with you there. Um, as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author in one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com and click on Become an Author to Apply. I'm really excited to have Eric Schwab on the line. He's the co-founder and CEO of Silo, Inc. And let me tell you, um, over the, he's been in advertising over 15 years. Um, I, I just have to read this one verbatim. He's been involved with three of the most impactful developments. Number one, brand integration um, with, within original digital programming, programmatic video, and influencer marketing, everybody listening, I know we all hear these terms, influencing mar influencer marketing, does it work, what is it? We're going to get into the weeds with Eric on this one because I want to hear his take. He's been in this since the beginning of when I would say influencer marketing, the thought process even started. Um, so, Eric, first let's start. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adam. So, Eric, let's talk, before we get into influencer marketing, what you're currently doing, um, let's talk a little bit more just on how you got started in business. I mean, what, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Uh, original content, uh, actually, Adam. I uh, first started um, uh, in advertising working for a company called Complex Media, uh, still very popular today with young men. Um, and I saw back at that time, and I'm going to go back a few years for your listeners back in 2005, um, and uh, right around the time when original video was first coming out on, on the Internet. This was at a time when I think broadband households had just maybe hit around 10 million you know, subscribers uh, in the U.S., so still very early days. And I was working, I got introduced to a company that was doing uh, the first ever live television network. Uh, so think, you know, early days of like MTV network, but online. And I immediately saw that and thought, this is the future. This is where all these eyeballs and everyone were going to be going. And it was going to be no longer television sets and reading magazines and newspapers. And it was going to be this uh, consumption of original programming on the web. Um, and that's what sort of led me into being an entrepreneur because I saw the rise of that happening. Um, and then around uh, sometime later, maybe towards uh, 2009, uh, was the start of when I uh, first, my first venture, which was a production company. So taking, you know, what we saw as a lot of opportunity to create original programming and intellectual property, and then um, push that out to places um, that were very endemic. Um, and at the time, like Condé Nast, uh, one comes to mind, Condé Nast Traveler for a travel show things like that um, was the original business model. And it just, it pulled me into it because of my love for content. And I really saw the impact in the advertising of branded entertainment. Wow, that's a, that's a unique answer um, because, uh, you know, for advertising, I, I argue that, you know, some people look more at, um, I mean, everybody gets into it for their different wants, but for the content and the content, like you said, 2005, you were noticing this trend in kind of the beginning. That is the beginning. Like, I, I can't think that I was thinking that far ahead in 2005. I feel like I was maybe playing on Facebook still 
trying to connect with friends, figuring out how a wall worked. I feel like in 2005, if, I, if was, my memory, if my memory, is correct. Facebook wasn't even around then. Um, well, this is still well, predating no, Facebook and, and even well, YouTube to a certain extent. No, 2005 Facebook was there. It wasn't there for everyone. It was still in colleges because I remember. True, was, true, true. Um, you're was, right. No, you're right. No, you had to have a you had to have a college um, a college email address to be part to be on well, Facebook. So I remember well, then that, that would be why my knowledge. <laughs> I just missed it. <laughs> okay, got it. Then that is exactly why. All right, I got it. <laughs> um, well, no, that's great. So if you were if you were giving advice, so let's say there's somebody else that's going into that wants to be an entrepreneur. There's so many different. And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking you this question. There's so many people out there that want to get into advertising, that want to get into marketing, that want to do things, and maybe they feel like um, they're overwhelmed. They know they want to do something, but they don't know exactly how to go about figuring it out. You're somebody that kind of caught uh, an idea and you went with it, and obviously it's transitioning to different places, but what, what would you tell that type of entrepreneur coming out on finding their calling in that space? So I just think I remember – two moments in my career um, that led me to Silo. Uh, one of them was back at that company being an original video. I remember being in a boardroom with our team. This was right after the CEO and founder had closed a, a series A round of financing for the, for the company. So it was a very big moment for, for all of us there. And the CEO went around and he was, we were brainstorming and he, he was pointing out people saying, look, we were on a whiteboard. It was like, what are we going to do to generate revenue, <laughs> you know, uh, to generate more revenue? Because we certainly got a lot of the funding because of, we were so bleeding edge, so new. Um, and it was, um, and that was where the investment was. It wasn't in because of the, the revenue. Um, mm -hmm. And I had raised my hand and I was young at that time. I said, you know, what <laughs> if we awesome. really proved out measurement? What if we really showed marketers uh, that branded entertainment, uh, over other traditional means on the web, like display at that time, uh, video as we know it now, program uh, video ads wasn't wasn't uh, didn't exist. So it was really just like homepage takeovers, display things like that. We were so far advanced, and it sort of got shot down. It was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. That's that's sort of silly idea. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I was just an account executive, so I didn't have a lot of pull. So I, I just uh, went went with it. So fast forward, I was working at a company in programmatic video before, uh, right at that emergence called SpotX, and uh, I remember sitting in a, a again a very similar meeting, um, and it was right around the time when uh, that marketplace was experiencing growth in spend and eyeballs, but it also was experiencing a lot of problems around fraud, data collection, um, measurement standards. Um, and uh, that was the rise and the start of when I started seeing companies like Moat, Double Verify, Integral Ad Sciences, coming in to provide that needed third-party verification and measurement solution. So fast forward to Silo and getting into a little bit of that, that's where all that came about. And when I was involved in influencer marketing um, some five-plus years ago when I started getting into it, um, I saw this same trend happening where I'm going, wait a minute, all these dollars are going to continue to flow into influencer marketing, and yet everyone is self-reporting, and fraud is going to be more of an issue because, well, there's more money, and when there's money, unfortunately, there's bad people that try to game the system. That just is, that 
exists in every form of, of, of everything out there, unfortunately. Um, and I knew that this form of regulation um, was going to need to be done. And I just, we just went right in, headed for it, um, was having my third kid and wife, Morgan. And, and that's what, to, to lead in, Adam, I think, to, to the, the part, of part of being an entrepreneur is that real saying of you got to go all in, it really is that. You got to just, you got to feel it down in your bones, even when people um, maybe don't always see the vision that you're, you're pointing out or what you believe is going to happen. You just go and start doing it because you, the best way to create and make that vision happen is to literally force it and will it to happen. I love it. I love it. And, and, I, and I agree with it. Um, let's talk a little bit more about silo. You gave us some high level of what you're doing. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the type of clients you take on and how you help them. Yeah. So our, you know, we've, the marketplace is growing and, and, and certainly anybody who uh, probably does any of your listeners that go out and do any sort of searching and, and influencer marketing, they're going to read a lot of topic and a lot of stories around fraud. Uh, we just recently pretty popular was fire festival and, the documentaries that came out on Hulu and Netflix uh, and what happened around that. And the reason why influencer marketing was so important to that is it, it led to all that activity and activation that happened amongst these people buying and what was taking place. And sort of it brought into this question of what is sort of the uh, responsibility of individuals that have gained their, have gained social prominence and audience uh, online to those fans and those audiences around the things that they're promoting and disclosing. Um, so silo, again, in, in, in boilerplate is really the third-party measurement and analytics source for influencer marketing. Uh, we're really providing brand safety and data transparency um, and really actionable insights because when you're spending more money, you want to get better at that. I think, um, you know, where we come into it is this marketplace is ever adapting and changing. Um, and really what we're providing is a proprietary data collection, monitoring, and analyses um, so that we can provide marketers sort of that peace of mind to invest in transparent, safe, long-term influencer relationships. And really, um, uh, I, again, I think vision-wise, we just strive to be at the forefront of unbiased data collection, disclosure, trust, integrity. Um, I think it's needed as this space continues to get into the 10 20 30 billion dollar ad spend range what do you um so what what are the size of your clients like what's an ideal client for you i mean are you working with small businesses or are you only working with really large businesses? just to get a feel we can our solution adapts to the largest enterprise clients in the world and i'm talking like the fortune 500 household name brands that we all know um, who are spending uh, a large amount of their marketing and more of their marketing dollars in this uh, as a media tactic influencer, and as well as uh, local brands who are, you know, working with now, you know, micro-influencers, um, and they are, um, you know, to generate and drive their business. Um, so it, it, it's a solution that works no matter what you're doing, because if you're a buyer, you're purchasing inventory, and you want to know that it's, safe uh, that uh, for your brand you want to know that it's you have transparency in what you purchased uh, you want to know that it's free of fraud and you're not buying just a bunch of fake followers and bot engagements so 
Um, and that, and that holds true for any marketer, again, big or mm-hmm. small. It just, um, you know, certainly what we've seen in our space is that the largest advertisers, um, are the ones, right, that can really push the industry forward towards those transparency and standards a little bit, obviously, faster than smaller businesses mm-hmm. can. What do you see as the future of influencer marketing? I see it being, um, I think it's going to take over all of advertising in the sense of it will become the number one um, uh, ad spend category for a marketer. And the reason for that is that, uh, as we know, younger audiences or, 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 again, research on television is that we see that decline happening. We see that um, also coupled with online, we have ad blockers growing. Uh, more and more of us as consumers are choosing and saying we don't want to be interrupted anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we we don't want that experience. And what we're what we're choosing is we're sort of tethered to our phones, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're we we really are. Um, and I think you know with with that, I, I think there's just again it's a, it's emerging as a really formidable and leading form of advertising. But like mm-hmm. anything that's emerging and growing, right, it requires, again, that regulation. Um, and yeah. we also have these social networks here um, and sort of working with them and, and doing things in accordance to their terms and conditions and how they have set up uh, their data collection processes. Um, so ultimately, I see, I see it continuing to grow, um, but without proper, again, regulation and transparency, it's going to be uh, nearly impossible, right, for marketers to continue to spend more and more dollars in this mm-hmm. area until they have that confidence and accountability. Yeah, I want, I 100% think it's the future. And the model I look at, and I don't even know if I can use the word model, but um, the example that I look at, and I, I just noticed this pretty recently. I was driving through um, K-Town in L.A., and um, I, w- I went into a store, and it just – and I always forget this until I go into, a, like, a Korean store. Um, like, they don't – like, it doesn't matter what the product is. It could be a stick of gum. There's a, p- a picture of a pop star or something on that on that mm-hmm. packet of gum. Like, they don't sell, like, for certain – for most products, and I'm not talking about a, a noodle strand or whatever. I'm not talking about a random product, but I mean, like – things that we wouldn't normally associate with meeting an influencer marketer or a person of influence's face on it, like, like Bubblicious or a stick of gum in the U.S., we look at that and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we, we know, we remember Wrigley's, right, because it's a hundred-and-something-year-old company, right? And so we know that gum and that's how we buy it. But, it, but what's going to displace Wrigley's one day, possibly, is if XYZ gum comes out and launches and they have an influencer space on it and now their product sales are outpacing Wrigley's. So guess what? Wrigley needs to catch up because the model has yeah. changed. You need another star or another face on that gum or XYZ is going to continue to take their market share. And so you see it. It's already happened in other countries. Like Korea moves very fast in that sense, mm-hmm. um, or has because of K-pop and some of their other trends with K-drama sure. and, all, and, and all the other things. So when I see that, I'm like, how come it isn't like that here yet? And I think the big reason it's not like that here yet is because companies like yours haven't made it safe for advertisers to spend on that kind of stuff. You are, and, and honestly, very astute. 
in terms of your your intuition there. And I think ultimately, you know, it just speaks to the notion that um, the push that is happening, right, the, um, uh, the, the, the reason behind it, right, is that because of that happens, right, and these standards come in place, then what happens is you have better automation of that brand safe and verified inventory. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. Okay, this we can do this stuff. We can do it at scale. We can do it safely. We can do it. We can measure it. We can understand our return on our investment. Um, you know, a great example being in your field, uh, your background, Adam, of finance, had a particular client come into us, very well-known one uh, in the financial sector, and it actually was uh, for a completely different division. It was their uh, B to B to C. Uh, department doing influencer mm-hmm. marketing and going, you know, uh, we've got a very large sales force, we've got a very large this, a very large that, and you know what? It's not moving the needle like working with, you know, uh, industry expert, you know, influencers mm-hmm. are for, for our business. And to me, I say that all the time. I go, that's a signal, you know, like when you're really looking for these things in markets, that's such a strong signal for going, whoa, the really the marketing earth is turning because us consumers are making it turn. Now we just need to come through and make it uh, for that advertising channel and everything um, and, and mutually beneficial because I think that that's a very important thing that uh, we have to make sure that is um, that, they, that the data collection and transparency is mutual. It's not one-sided. I love it. Um, so, Eric, if somebody uh, is listening to this and they want to find out more information about Philo, how do they find you? How do they contact the easiest thing would be to check out um, our website. It has a lot of information around what we do and our products and our process. Uh, and um, also, obviously, find me on LinkedIn. But but definitely check out the web. I think uh, your listeners would enjoy a, a good read through the site was, what we're doing. Was that silo.com again? I didn't catch it. It is. So, yeah, meet, M-E-E-T-S-Y-L-O.com. All right, perfect. Well, hey, Eric, I really appreciate your time today and giving the audience and myself some insight into influencer marketing, where it's been and where it's going. Um, To the listeners, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Hope you got a lot out of this. Um, Again, ask Adam Torres on Instagram. And if uh, you want to apply to be part of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. Um, Eric, thank you again. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.